Welcome to the Talent Talk with Robert Walters podcast, where we speak to business leaders around the globe to bring you the latest trends and insights from the world of work. Welcome to another one of our Talent Talks with Robert Walters podcast, recorded on a rainy or tunnel afternoon from the comfort of our very own home offices. Over the recent months, we've been speaking with leaders across the Robert Walters UK leadership team, along with industry guests discussing their career successes, challenges they have faced and lessons they've learned along the way. I'm Anna Penny, Senior Consultant at Robert Walters London, looking after the tech, media and telco space. And joining us today, we have Christy Scott. Christy is currently the Head of Finance at the Delta Group, and she qualified over in Australia back in 2012. Christy trained at William Buck in Sydney before joining Baker Tilly Picture Partners, where she worked as a senior accountant in the private clients division. Christy then decided to make the jump across the world and joined Antler on a tier two sponsorship. Christy worked at Antler for three and a half years as a financial accountant before she joined the Delta Group as a financial controller and was recently promoted to head of finance. Today, we will be discussing her journey from chartered accountant to date, how she got from A to B and any advice that she can offer along the way. Christy, welcome to the podcast. Hello, thanks for having me. It is a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, to start with, I just thought it would be lovely if you could talk me through initial thought processes at the time when you decided to leave practice. Um, to be honest, it was mostly because I wanted to move to the UK. So I was quite happy working in practice um, at Picture Partners or Baker Tilly, as it's known in the UK. I really liked the work I was doing and the partner I worked for, but I just, I'd always wanted to move to the UK. Um, and the easiest way to do that, I felt at the time, was to move into industry um, and, and come over in day rate contract. So that's a really common thing for Australian and Kiwi accountants to do. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah, and I, I kind of just thought, oh, well, I'll, I'll go to the UK for a couple of years, get some experience um, working for a few different companies and then I can take that back with me. Um, you, you know, I kind of plan to go back to practice, to be honest, once I came back from London. Um, so that was really, that was <laughs> really the basis of my decision. And that's one of the main reasons I chose to study uh, chartered accounting and to go down that career path, um, because I'd always wanted to work overseas. And it's very transferable. So yeah, that was, that was really what led me to do that. Yeah, fantastic. How did you go about it out of interest, making the move from practice to industry across the world? Um, I had a couple of friends who'd done the same thing a few years before me. So they'd given me some really good advice. Basically, um, I just did some research on different recruiters to use. I got in touch before I actually left Australia. Um, and then as soon as I arrived, I kind of hit the ground running. I set up a limited company and spoke to recruiters almost the first day in hindsight I probably could have waited a few days <laughs> I was uh, nervous about making the move to be honest so I, I tried to get the ball rolling as quickly as I could uh, and what I found was that there were plenty of jobs um, plenty of different roles out there um, and really it wasn't a difficult process um, I, I got a job fairly quickly and I, I had I'd only had two interviews but I took the first job I was offered um, so it was it was a little bit by chance, but um, I didn't find the move difficult at all. Luckily, that, that's that's really good to hear. Do you reckon that if um, kind of looking back on it, do you think you would have liked to have explored more opportunities, or were you quite happy that you took the first job that was offered to you? 
I think now I am. Um, probably at the time I could have calmed down a bit and <laughs> taken a bit of time. To be honest, I, I was working, um, I think my first day of work at Antler was within seven days of arriving in the UK, so I didn't really have much of a break. Um, but you don't know, do you? So I just thought, oh, I better take, you know, I better take the first job. I did have another interview um, for a role which was to help a company through a sale process, which I just did not feel experienced enough for at the time. So I knew that wasn't the right role for me. Um, the antler role did seem better suited. Um, so I think it's all worked out okay in the end, but, yeah, probably could have realised that um, there were enough roles out there and I probably could have, you know, taken my time a bit more. But I, I feel like it's all worked out fine now. Mm. Oh, no, absolutely. If you consider where you are now, um, of course, everything's easy in hindsight. Um, so so in, in that in that case, then what what would you say was, the, I suppose, the biggest shock to the system in regards to leaving practice or leaving a professional services environment to going into a role in industry? Um, I think when you are working in practice, you're working with hundreds of accountants, similar, you know, career goals, um, like similar training, everyone's quite driven, it's all, it's all quite competitive um, and that that kind of spurs you on, you know, you're all in the same boat. It's totally different working, well, I've found totally different working in industry. You're with lots of different people from lots of different backgrounds, um, all different departments within the business. It's actually a really good thing because you learn so much from different people, uh, especially if you're in a bit of a business partnering role, like you're working with marketing and IT and you know, you don't get that really when you're in practice. So I think that was a bit of a shock. Also, I think just learning how businesses operate, it, I mean, you just you just don't really get that when you're in practice. Um, you're almost like an outsider looking in. But when you're in it, in the business, uh, it's, it's so like, I don't want to use the word complicated, but... Um, <laughs> you know, there's processes, there's, you know, non-finance people that you're trying to work with. Um, it's it's definitely a bit of a learning curve, but a really good one. I think you learn a lot very quickly. Um, so that was probably the biggest shock for me. Like it is quite different, but I like I liked the change. Mm. Yeah, and I think I think that's a very sensible answer. I mean, would you would you say that you found it um would you found it challenging at all kind of making that transition or that it worked quite smoothly? Were you eased into it? I was definitely, I was eased into it because I had a good handover from the the lady I was taking over from. Mm-hmm. So um, I felt like I knew what I needed to do, um, but I think it is totally different. And then, you know, getting into the routine, the month end cycle, um, going through the first audit. And I, I didn't work in audit when I was in practice. So that was kind of completely foreign to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think if you just ask lots of questions and, go in knowing that, you know, your training and practice is a great foundation, yeah. definitely, um, but it is a little bit different what I found working in industry. It is a little bit of a learning curve, but um, I think if you if you work at it and you're determined, then it's fine. Um, but, yeah, it was a little bit of a, was a, little bit of a shock to the system. Um, yeah. I think it depends if you have, a hand, like, a, a decent handover or not. That mm-hmm. really makes all the difference, I think. So what advice then, Christy, would you give somebody that has just left practice, is just joining a new role in industry? What advice would you give them for day one? Um, Oh, gosh, I think firstly, in terms of finding a role, I would say just take your time and have a think about what kind of 
industry you might be interested in. I mean, there's so such a variety of that's the good thing about this career. There's you can work in any industry, any sector, uh, and then within that, there's so many different roles within a finance team. So I would say just have it spend some time thinking about what you're actually interested in and then what kind of role you want. You know, do you want to go down a reporting role, you know, like financial accountant, financial controller, which is what I did? Do you want something more analytical like FP&A where you'd be doing more forecasting? Um, it's probably a bit more glamorous than the reporting route, um, but I personally just preferred reporting. Um, and then I think on day one just remember your training and and I think if you can master the accounting system, try and learn as much as you can from the person you're taking over from if you have that luxury to have a handover. Mm. Um and also different people around the business, you know, they might not have the same, um, you know, they might not have come from an accounting background like you or, you know, have completely different skills, but you can definitely learn a lot from everyone that you're working with in all different parts of the business. And it's only going to help you later on in your career. Um, so, and I think as well, it's important to remember, if you do make the move to industry and you find that you prefer practice, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but think you, could, you can go back. And you could take that experience with you um, if you find that that's what you preferred. So, um, yeah, that would be my advice. That's really, really good advice. Thank you, Christy. I think it's the sort of thing that we, you know, we as, as recruiters can can say to, to the people that we speak to. And, you know, and I think it's it's worth its weight in gold coming from somebody that's actually been through the process and gone through the motions. Because ultimately it can see, it can feel very daunting um, when you're, you know, leaving something you, you've known for, you know, three or four years going into a completely new world. Um, so that's lovely advice. So, um, so kind of back, kind of back, back to you personally. Then, obviously, massive congratulations on a recent promotion. Um, that's just amazing. Uh, you know, really, really fantastic. Is this where you saw yourself? Um, you know, kind of eight years post qualified. Uh, to be honest, it's not um, because <laughs> I I thought that I would come to the UK for two years, do some travelling, you know, do some direct contracting, get some different experience, and then go back to Sydney, um, back to practice. Um, but then, you know life doesn't really go to plan um Antler very kindly sponsored me because I wanted I decided I wanted to stay in the UK um for longer so I ended up doing that um and then I've you know I've been here for five and a half years now and I've stayed in industry um so I'm definitely happy with you know where my career has led me but I don't think it's what I planned initially um so yeah a bit bit of a different path but um yeah, I think I'm pretty happy with how things have turned out. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it's amazing, you know, the progression that you've had, being a, particularly at the Delta Group, um, you know, has been absolutely fantastic. Um, do, do you think there would be anything you would have done differently, I suppose, just looking at the the, the, the most relevant three three roles that we're considering, Baker Tilly, Pitcher Partners, Antler and Delta? I don't think so, to be honest. Um, my probably only one regret is that I never had a gap year. And I, <laughs> yeah. in hindsight, I kind of think that I would have liked to have done that but at, you know at the time I just was really keen to finish uni and get a grad job mm. um, but career-wise I don't think no and now I don't think I would have done anything differently um, I think I've had really good experience mm. uh, different experience for every company that I've worked for whether it's in practice or now in industry and I've learned a lot in each of those roles and um, so no I don't I don't think I would have done anything differently to be honest that's a lovely position to be in. Out of interest, if you could have taken a gap year, which at which point would you have done it, do you think, in between which job? I probably would have done it 
between uni and starting work. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but um, I graduated at the end of 2009, which was during the global financial crisis, and there was a lot of talk going around that there weren't a lot of grad jobs. So I just applied and and was keen to get started um, because, again, you know, in hindsight, so easy to look back and think, actually, that would have been fine. But, um, yeah, I think that would have been the time to do it if I had done it. There is still time. You never know. You and know. loads of travelling since I moved to the UK. I've been pretty lucky, so <laughs> I can't. I can't complain, to be honest. Good, good. So, um, so as as I'm sure you know, you know, every every year we get swathes of, of people qualifying and you know leaving practice, you know, twice a year. And now is is one of those kind of hot spots um, of lots of people really kind of considering a life outside of practice and looking at roles in industry. Is there anything that you, any kind of advice that you would outside of the advice you've already given, um, would would give these these candidates that are are considering making that jump? You know, what advice would you give it and why? Um. Oh, I think, as I said, just really think about what you want to do. Where do you see your career going? And then which kind of, which path, what kind of role do you think you should take to help further that? Um, And I think it's important to just learn as much as you can. It is quite different from working in practice. So, I mean, you're not starting from scratch because you've obviously got really great training. um, But, you know, it will be a bit of a learning curve. And so I'd probably spend the make sure your first role is something well-rounded where you can get lots of experience um, and think about the company that you're working for. You know, does it suit, especially in this day and age, maybe do they have flexible working arrangements? Um, Is it a large company? Is it a small company? If you went for something, say, like a startup, you know, there's not going to be as um, the, the, the finance processes or the accounting processes might not be as solid as a, a better established company, but you'll get, uh, you'll be thrown right in the deep end, which is really good experience as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's, and, and think about the company, that, the, the type of industry that you want to work for. Make mm-hmm. sure it's something that you're interested in. Mm-hmm. Uh, again it's, it's, it's such lovely advice to hear from you and actually kind of uh, just get, moving back to what we, we spoke about initially um kind of further advice you mentioned that you um you took Antler because it was the first role that was presented to you um now we find more and more candidates are in a position now where they're you know they're brand new to the market they uh, a role is offered to them within a couple of weeks of you know of, of exploring what's out there what is your advice on on the kind of on them accepting the, that first role that's given to them or exploring the market further um I think if it's not if you feel like it's not quite the role you're after I think it's okay to wait Mm. Um, and don't always be swayed by money you know there might be a role that's paying a little bit more that you think is not quite right you know I think now's the time to be choosy if you can be Um, so I wouldn't uh, you know, but the first role that you get offered might be your dream role. So by all means, take it. But yes, if you feel it's not quite right, I don't think there's any harm in in being a bit patient so that you can kind of pick and choose. And, and you know, even if you have to go on a few interviews, interviews are hard. I think no matter how many you've done, for me, I find them, you know, it's nerve wracking. So the interview experience is always good, um, whichever way it goes. And I think, yeah, it's okay to be choosy and take your time. If it takes a few months longer, then so be it. You might end up with a really great role because you've you've been patient. 
Fantastic. And I, again, that's 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 really, really lovely advice. I also think, you know, certainly from where I sit on the recruitment side of things, it's so important to go with your gut instinct. Um, and sometimes that is the first role. But ultimately, it's like you say, it is OK. It's OK to wait. Um, so that, that that is absolutely superb. Honestly, Christy, thank you so much um, for such, a, you know, really, um, really intelligent and personal advice. Um, it's been so lovely to have you um, have you join us on our, our Robert Walters podcast podcast just before you go um obviously clearly you are you are australian and so i thought I, I thought i would pose a couple of questions to you just very much outside of being an accountant just to really get a feel as to kind of what your thoughts were moving over to the uk oh okay go on <laughs> so first of all um and here is a question what did you think uh did you think a yorkshire pudding was actually going to be a pudding when you moved over here um, i had no idea to be honest because you also don't really use the term pudding in australia <laughs> So I had no idea what it was. <laughs> and and I, what is it doing on a plate with a roast dinner? <laughs> no idea. How did it make you feel when, when you realised it was actually not a pudding and it wasn't a compliment to a roast dinner? Oh, really happily surprised because I <laughs> love like, batter and pastry, that kind of food. So, yeah, and covered in gravy. I was really happy, but I had no idea what to expect. Oh, okay. Well, fantastic. So, so basically, UK have won that round. Now, another question. Um, do Australians love Neighbours as much as we do or certainly did? Um, I never really watched Neighbours, to be honest. Um, I always watched Home and Away. I think you either watch one or the other. You're either a Neighbours person or a Home and Away person. Okay. What's the general consensus over there, though? Oh, I, see, I feel like more people watch Home and Away. Okay. All right. Well, that's good. That's very good to know. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, then finally, and this is uh, probably the most important of all of the questions I've asked you today, uh, Vegemite or Marmite? Oh, Vegemite. <laughs> I, do, I do like Marmite, but it's just not the same. Mm, I, I had a feeling you would say that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I to buy over here, luckily. So there's no Vegemite shortages. Thank goodness. Oh. Thank goodness for that. Um, well, honestly, Christy, thank you so much again for joining us. It really has been an absolute pleasure. Um, and uh, yeah, honestly, just just can't thank you enough. Not a problem. I hope it helps someone. Good luck to anyone who might be listening to this who's making the move. Thanks, Christy. No worries. Thank you. <laughs> Bye.